0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Well, it's great to see you all. And the sun shines out today, isn't it? Yay! So who's not been singing today? Did anyone think that David is looking a little bit less wise this morning? David on the drums, looking a little less wise this morning. Okay, sorry, he's, he's done really well because yesterday he had his wisdom tooth extracted. So yeah, so he's doing well. So, and he only had paracetamol, so That's that's brilliant, fantastic. But aren't the worship team doing a fantastic job in, in just leading us into God's presence? Let's show our appreciation, shall we? Thank you. Well, my name's Dave and I'm one of the leaders here and it's so great to, to speak uh, part two on this message series called Courageous Generosity. And uh, if you're listening on podcast or if you're new here, then welcome. And uh, don't worry if you weren't here last week because I'm going to do a quick recap before we um, dive into today's session. This is part two of a three-part series um, on the whole thing of generosity. And um, yeah, just really just to say, um, first, the first thing about last week, I spoke about the, the heart of generosity And uh, really, this series is really about how to be generous, it's not about um, the doing, it's about the being. You know, generosity is a a state of being, it's how we are. And the reality is, um, we're not born generous, as I said last week, children, you don't have to teach a child to be selfish, do you? You don't have to teach a child not to share their toys, and so there's something innate in us which is very selfish. So generosity is something that's on the heart of God, God himself is a very, very generous God. This whole series is about how to be generous. and. I've got a promise for us all, and uh, I don't make promises lightly, Um, so I have thought about this before I've said it to you all, and I feel I can say it with um, authenticity this morning. And here's the promise. At the end of this series, when we become more generous, that's more generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. Does that sound good? If we become more generous, we will give more, save more, and consume less. And uh, Jesus said, Apostle Paul, Paul quoted Jesus saying, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And blessed is, from the Greek word, meaning happy. So Jesus was saying it's more happier to give than to receive. I don't know if you can remember a time in your life when you've just given someone something, whatever that is, some money or, or something, and it's blessed them. Okay, the recipient might have feel, felt happy and blessed, but I bet you did too. I bet you did when you gave that thing away. And you were generous with, with your time, your, your, your money, whatever it was, your possessions. And um, this series is really talking about money. We can be generous in so many different ways. So we can be generous with our time and with our talents. But today I want to really focus on this whole series on being generous with our money. 25% of the New Testament is talking about money, wealth and possessions. So it's something that's really, really um, important. Now, a big caveat here. And that is, if you're new here today and you're thinking, oh no, I've come to a church and they talk about money. We don't talk about money all the time, okay? We do take an offering most weeks and we say, if you're new here, don't feel obliged to give. But we don't talk about money all the time. But we, t- we talk about it once a year in a, t- in a teaching series because it's an important thing to come back to. But the, th- the thing about this whole series is we don't want anything from you. God wants something for you. Generosity is about the heart of God. He's given us so much, John three sixteen, for God to love the world that he gave. And so the heart of God is about generosity and about giving. And so in some of these principles today, if we can learn them and and apply them to our lives, it's about becoming more generous and knowing that as we do become more generous, that God's got something for us. Yes? So um, here's a definition of generosity from last week. Showing a readiness to give more of something, especially money, than is strictly necessary or expected from the Oxford English Dictionary there. So giving something that's more than expected. And some often, I don't know if you've ever, you ever given something that they, they weren't expecting. Maybe you gave a gift and they weren't expecting and that person was blown away because you were generous. Do you know what? It blesses you, doesn't it? As well as it blesses the recipient of that. And here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a statement. Generosity is not natural, like I've said already. Um, and here's a, here's a statement. We don't feel rich, but we are. You may be sitting here today or listening on podcasts. You may think, well, I'm not actually rich, Dave. Well, we, you may not feel rich, but you are. And we said that because if we've got change in our back pockets, we're part of the, the world's wealthiest community. We fill our, our tummies with food. And secondly, go back, please. Thank you. Um, we feel generous, but we aren't. And sometimes we think, well, well Dave, you're about generosity, but I, I am generous, I feel generous. And, and maybe you are a generous person. Like it doesn't, generously doesn't come naturally. But if we think back to maybe the last donation we gave or, or blessed someone with, we think about that. Well, if that was a one-off occasion, like maybe you saw a TV program, you saw a, 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 a famine or this, this picture of a child on, the, on your TV screen and your heart was moved or stirred to give by text or picking up the phone and the donation. Well, that was wonderful. But if our, giving and our generosity is the times we're moved or stirred, or let's be honest, sometimes we're guilted to give, then looking back, it's not that generous. Because generous people, I believe, are people that actually don't have to be stirred or guilted or motivated to give because their heart is constantly giving. And so they're actually planned, they're thought through, and it's not sporadic giving, it's purposeful giving, all the time. So we, we feel generous, but we aren't. is another statement I said last week. And um, four myths about generosity. Number one, it's spontaneous. that Spontaneous is, is the random acts of generosity, the random acts of kindness that we, we might give. Um, but generous people have a heart to give, that's constant, and it's well thought through as well. Another myth, it's determined by cash flow. Well, I'll give if I've got money in the bank. Well, the reality is, generous people have thought through what they're going to give. So it's purposeful. They've got a certain amount they're going to give to different people and causes. Another myth, it's about the amount. Well, the only person that knows whether the amount that we give to whatever cause is generous or not is ourselves. Because we we know our own personal set of circumstances, don't we? You know, like I said last week, if we've got zeros, plenty of zeros in our bank account and we give... um, a, 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 a big check then maybe that's generous but if we haven't got much and we give a check then maybe that's more generous because our specific situation and circumstances. Another thing is we get lured into a, a think, we're thinking that says rich people are generous. Just because someone's got a lot of money doesn't make someone generous. I've seen and know plenty of generous people that haven't got many, th- many pennies to rub together and I know a few really, really wealthy people that aren't really that generous. Generosity is about a habit. It's not about the amount, and it's not about, sometimes we think, well, when I get that extra paycheck or extra bonus at work or extra bit of income, I'm gonna become generous. Generosity starts where we are now, in our own set of situations and circumstances. So it's not the myth that rich people are generous. And I spoke last week, coming to conclusion last week, is the crazy cycle. We worry about things. We worry about maybe meeting our next um, bill that comes through, the, uh, through the, the door. And they come with regular frequency, don't they? And worry is a spiritual issue. Jesus said about to, to his disciples, but to us 2,000 years later, do not worry. The reality is we do worry. We worry about meeting our... Uh, and if you're a student here, you, know, you might worry about all the... the, the thousand pounds of debt that you'll be in at the end of your your degree course you know worry is natural but God somehow wants us not to worry and we can worry more when we're also in debt and so sometimes when we worry or maybe in our pursuit of contentment we might end up spending more than what we earn and what happens when we spend more than what we earn we go into debt don't we maybe we spend more than what we earn because we're trying to get out of debt maybe we spend more than what we earn because we're trying to get that next thing to make us happy that contentment in life, and we have this illusion that, that we'll have more the more stuff we have, the more possessions we have, that the more contentment we are. But we realize, don't we, that as soon as you buy that new TV, as soon as we buy that, that, that new car, and God is not against any of that stuff, you know, it's, it's, old, it's old, isn't it? And a newer model comes along the month after we bought it, so we have debt. And then, well, as soon as we go into debt, then there is no margin. No margin for that unexpected bill that comes through or that unexpected debt that we have. There's no breathing space in our finances. And that leads into another cycle of the worry. And you know, God doesn't want us to worry. Do you know what? God wants something for every single one of us today. He wants us to not to be in a position of debt, to move from debt. And if we are caught in debt, this is not a guilt trip of anything. There are people that can help when it comes to debt. And there's a great organisation called Christians Against Poverty, CAP. We run a CAP life skills here, and we talk, teach about budgeting and things. But also there's a CAP de- debt centre in, in Leamington that can really help if you are in an issue of, of debt and you're worried about that. And they are a fantastic organisation. Aren't they, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Pete's been to the headquarters, and, and yeah, he raves about them. So we get into this, this crazy cycle, but the reality is, is this, you know, if we can understand, this was the main point from last week, that generous people don't assume that, if it's, there, that it's theirs to consume. People, generous people don't assume it's theirs to consume. And the fact is, we are not owners of anything. If we have the understanding that God owns everything, and that we are but stewards of what is in our possession for a limited time, then suddenly we realise that well, God's the main deal. And therefore, if something comes to us, we can ask God the question, well, is this for me? Is this for someone else? Can I bless someone else? Can I be generous? If it comes to me, it does not mean it's for me. We we learned that from the parable last week. And so the homework from last week was this. um, How to cultivate a generous attitude is to remind yourself that you're a steward, not an owner. How did we get on with that last week for those that were here? Reminding ourselves that it a steward and not an owner. That's a, a manager of what's in our possession. And we don't actually own anything. And secondly, to wear the attitude of gratitude. You know, when we have an gr- attitude that says, I'm thankful for what I have, whether it's a lot or a little, do you know what? That beats that desire for more and more and that cycle that can lead us into debt and the, the, the cycle that can lead us into a drive for more and more possessions. If we have that sense of, God, thank you. You... you Thank you for everything I have. Thank you that I live in this country. Thank you for everything you give me. So that was where we came from last week. And today, I'm talking about the the challenge of generosity. Next week, we're gonna be looking at the the final part, which is gonna be um, the the practice of generosity. It's gonna be very practical tips about it. But today, I'm looking at the the challenge of generosity. And I've got a a big challenge for us today, a big challenge for me today. But if I um, go into this challenge, is just got a little story for you. Um, there's a man, and he's on his way to the airport, and he bought himself a bag of donuts. Who likes donuts? Okay. So, what he did, he, um, he went to find a place to sit, and there was like a, a table with one other person on the, on the, sitting at the table. So, he thought, okay. And he put his, uh, his donuts down. He suddenly thought, after a while, he's got his book out, and he thought, well, I'm, I'm going to fancy a donut. In the middle of the table is a bag of donuts. So, he opens up the bag the man across the table looks at him and sort of smiles. So he goes. the man puts his hand in the bag and he starts to eat the donut. And the the man's looking at him, smiling. And the other man sort of puts his hand into the bag, doesn't say a word, and draws out a donut and starts to eat it. And he smiles back at the man. And the the first gentleman thought, what's he doing? What's he doing? These are my donuts. So... After he consumes that one, he goes into another bag and takes out a second donut and eats it. It's probably one of those donuts with jam that oozes out of the middle. And the guy looks at him, sort of nods and smiles, and then puts his hand into the bag. By this time, the first gentleman is actually getting really—you ever get annoyed inside? You know, your your body language gets a bit annoyed. And what's he doing? You know, so he goes into the bag quickly, gets another one. Gentleman smiles him and takes out another one for himself. And it goes on, and eventually, there are no donuts left. The, the guy that was originally sitting at the table, he, um, he then takes his, his belongings and goes away. And the first guy was just looking at where the man was sitting, thinking, that is so annoying. That is so annoying, he's taking my donuts. At which point, he glances on the floor and sees the bag of donuts that he had originally purchased. They weren't his donuts. They were the other man's donuts. And the reality is God owns all the donuts. Yeah? God owns all the donuts. You know, and this man was going into this, this trap of thinking it's mine, but it wasn't his anyway. It was the other person's. With that's that mentality it says, God owns everything. I am but a steward. It brings release to to us as individuals and to us as families. And I don't know your situations today as individuals, families, working people, students, whatever your situations. Maybe some of you are in debt, maybe some of you are not in debt, maybe some of you are working really hard, maybe you're trying to work really hard to make ends meet and there's not much left over. Well, what we've got to talk about today can really, really help us. And that promise is true and we'll see it next week that if we become more generous, we will give more, save more and consume less. And we're going to unpack that a bit more. So, um, thank you. So here's the, the big idea for today. Trusting God means testing God with your money. <sighs> Trusting God means testing God with your money. And I'm going to draw us to a, a passage of scripture which is really well known. And it's found in the last book in the Old Testament called Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. So if you'd like to turn to that with me, that would be really, really good. So we're just doing things a little bit differently today. And i um, just going to unpack this a little bit for us on the whole thing about the challenge of generosity. So imagine, imagine a family situation. In our household, when I've got to say something to the kids, um, when we've got some, I don't know, maybe they've been naughty or we've got to say some words to them. Um, we'll sit them around the, the uh, either on the, on the sofas, we're going to have a word, mum and dad are going to have a word now. Or we sit around the kitchen table. And they know that they're in trouble or they've done something wrong because they're going to have the family chat. Okay, And imagine this is what God's doing right now. He's having a family chat with his family. And he's got some things to say that he's not happy about. It says in verse 6 of Malachi chapter 3, I, the Lord, do not change. Wow, God doesn't change. Throughout generations, God wasn't ever created. He's the eternal God. But God does not change. Sometimes methods change, but God himself intrinsically does not change. Isn't that a great thing? Because God, we change, don't we? We change our minds sometimes like the wind. But God can be trusted. He's trustworthy. God does not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. He's having this family chat on the, on, the, on the kitchen table or the sofa saying, oh, family, come on, return to me. I love you so much. We've heard that this morning. God loves us so much. And here we've got a people, special, God's special people, the people of Israel. And he loves them so much. And God loves us today so much. And he says to the people, you know, return to me. And they're probably thinking, what are you talking about? We're, we're sitting opposite you. We're having this conversation. What do you mean, return to me? And he says, but you ask, how do we Return. And then Father God says this, this, these words, and they sort of blow these people out of the way. He says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. And Imagine the children asking, but, but you ask, how are we robbing you? These are hard words, aren't they? God is saying to these people, the people of Israel at the time, that they're robbing God. But God, I thought you said that you you... We have to return to you. I don't understand it. And God somehow is, is linking their closeness to God, not necessarily their physical closeness, but the closeness of heart with robbing God. So see how it impacts. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. In the day, the, uh, we're not talking about pounds and pence. We're talking about um, farming. We're talking about crops. And talking about the fact that the, the, the people of Israel had to bring um, a, a, a tithe, which is like 10% of their crops, to the temple at the time. And then offerings were above that. And God is saying, they've, they've been robbing God. They've been robbing him because they stopped doing that. And he says this in verse 9, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Wow. They're under a curse. What does that mean? Maybe it's a, a curse in their thinking, the futility of their mind. they not getting the blessing of God. Maybe not the closeness of God. Because God links somehow the sense of our heart with our treasure or our crops. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Jesus said. And in verse 10, so he brings this encouragement, this challenge. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Bring the whole tithe, not a, not a partial tithe, not a, a little bit, not titbits, but the whole tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse at the time was the, the local temple. And today the storehouse is the local church. That there may be food in my house. What do we do with Food. We, f- we eat food, don't we? We keep things going with food. food is, we have things in the shelf. You've got food at home. You, when you're hungry, you go to the cupboard and you maybe get some cereal some bread from the fridge and you consume it to meet your needs. And God was saying, they stopped doing that. They stopped bringing their tents, their tithe, into the temple, or if you like, the local church. And then God says this amazing thing. Test me in this says the Lord Almighty, God is saying, this is what you've been doing, but guess what, I want you to put me to the test, whoa, what do you mean, we can't test God, the Bible says we can't test God, this is the only place I know of in the Bible where we are commanded, it's it's a command, test me, test me in this, Well, how are we going to test him? Test him, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Wow. Is that talking about a little bit? Wow, the language there. I love it. I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. We'll just keep it on that for now. But that's amazing. God is saying, test me. Test me. Test me in how? Test me in the bringing of the whole tithes into the storehouse. And test me in the, the offerings that you bring. We've great, we had a great time yesterday men. Just a wave you were at the uh, men's breakfast, okay? And we had uh, Chris Holt. Some of us will know Chris and Josie Holt, who are friends of the church. And Chris came and spoke to us just as men. He's got his own couple of businesses that he runs. And he spoke a a little bit about giving. But he said a comment about about giving, which I thought was really, really good. Because sometimes we get the whole thing about giving is this. I, I need to say, first of all, the word go is we are not a prosperity gospel church. What does that mean? It's not a, a, a get-rich-quick scheme. Give us your money and God will bless you. I, like I said before, I've known people that have been in debt and they've been encouraged to tithe on their debt. And they got further and further into it. And I said to this person, what are you doing? What are you doing? God loves you. If anything, you should write this ministry and say, look, you give me, I'm in need. Do you know what I mean? God is... Sometimes we think. Sometimes people think if we just do certain things, you know, it will be like a, well, God will come and He'll give us some stuff, you know, you know, and it'll, yeah, give us five hundred pound notes, you know, and it's like, God, it's real, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the podcast, it's Monopoly money, but God's heart is a generous God. He loves and He wants to give and He wants to meet need. But the reality is, that, and let's be honest, and let's get a, a really true account people are dying for their faith. Yeah? People are dying for their faith. There's a core in different people. And uh, people around the world are in poverty. That's, that's the balance. And, and so when I hear about some of these, these ministries, and I, it, it, does, it really annoys me. I don't see it in Scripture, I don't see the weight of Scripture, but I do see. What God says is, test me, test me how, test me with the tithes, test me with offerings. And it's all about bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse. There will be a blessing that comes. So if we carry on. Trusting God means testing God with your money. So if we trust someone, it means we've got to take a step of faith, doesn't it? When you love someone... They want to know you warts and all. They want to know your good days, your bad days. And if, maybe if you've been in a relationship and you, for the first time, you want to tell someone a bit about yourself, maybe you a bit in your past and you're not so keen about it, you know. To trust them means to be opening up and to take a step of faith and say, here I am, Dave Bolton, good, bo- good parts, bad parts, this is me. And as we open up ourselves and we take steps of faith, then we put God to the test. So how can we take this forward? There's three things just very quickly. Um, there's a the man on the mountain thinking how. Tenth, number one is the tenth. Tenth is a tithe. It's, the tithe is, the, the, back in the Hebrew, it's looking at the word tenth. It's 10%. And I love that because for me, um, it makes maths easy. It makes maths easy. You know, if it was like 6.7%, it's like, oh, that's a bit hard. But 10, it's just like, remove a zero. Remove the decimal point. And uh, a tenth. So trusting God, God is saying, "Put put me to the test. And trust me with our finances. Bring, don't give, bring 10%. The language is different. Because, remember the concept is, we don't own Anything. So, if we don't own anything, I said that last, last week, a conversation with my children, that we don't own anything the house, the car, we are but stewards. And so, if we, so the concept is bring the tenth, bring the first. So, there's the new pound coin. There's the new pound coin, and there's 10p. So, think about it this way in every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. Imagine God saying that. In every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. Not just any 10p. The first. The first. In every pound that we have, the first 10p belongs to God. Why? Because I believe God wants to test us in our view of ownership. Do I really own that? Or has God entrusted that to me? For this, And what God says is, well, we, by bringing 10% to God, you can have 90%. That sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? A good deal if you think that God owns everything. And God says, well, I'm going to give you 90%. Just bring back 10% as a test of ownership of your heart. Remember, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And our heart gets consumed with what we want. That's all what God wants. He just wants 10%. As a starting point. In every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. I remember when I first started tithing, bringing my 10% and bring it to the local storehouse, the church. I thought, I did it by check. And I wrote the first check and I thought, oh my life. I don't know, I, I didn't feel comfortable doing it. <laughs> you have every reason going in your head of why you shouldn't do it. But I remember thinking, and this is going back into probably the, the, probably the mid-90s now. I wrote my first check, my first job. And I put it in the offering. And I, I felt a real release. I felt, yeah, okay, you have thoughts. that I could always cancel the check. I could put a stop in it. But, but I, I gave it in. And I just thought, you know, God, it's yours. It belongs to you. And I've not looked back, back ever since. In all, all, all these years, I've tithed all the time. And I'll tell you a few stories later on, but just prove God at the test, about the, the test of the tenth. Not just any tenth. Our, our, our money goes out always on the first of the month, because we want it to be the first thing that goes out, before the bills, because we want to bring the first 10p, because it belongs to me, says God. So that's about the 10th. The Thank you. And suddenly we've got the test. God's promise. And you might be thinking, well, okay, I hear about all this, but God, you want me to really do this? you want me to put you to the test? What if God's not going to be faithful? Maybe, and let's be honest, maybe you, you, you're reading this today and you think, well, yeah, but is it really going to happen? Are you really going to bless me? Are you really going to meet my needs? Are you really going to help me? Because I need Every penny, pound that I have. You don't know my situation. God, if you knew my situation, you wouldn't ask me to do this. At the moment, I, I, I've, I've got more going out than what's coming in, like you said about earlier, Dave. Test me in this. Test me in this, God says. Courage when it comes today to put God to the test. The reality is, in God's principles, The tithe is just but the starting point. There's offerings on top. But test me in this, God says, and see whether I will not bless you. And the third thing is, is to try. So we've got the test that comes from God. God says, test me in this. Bring 10% of what you earn, not your crops, whatever it is. Bring it into the local storehouse. So we've got an opportunity. We've got to say, well, okay, God, I hear what you're saying, but it's not for me. Or God, I'm going to hear what you're saying, and I'm going to try. If you like, I'm going to give God a go. I'm going to see if God is faithful to his word with my money. No laughing. So this was, uh, Leanne and I have been married for 13 years now, and um, I know I haven't changed, have I? (laughs) Uh, and uh, that was our, our wedding day, 27th of March, 2004. And uh, the reason for showing that is, so I, I as an individual, started tithing in the, back in the, the mid-90s. I heard this teaching and I thought, I'm going to put God to the test. But you know what? It hasn't stopped. When we got married, we decided to do exactly the same. We decided to say, well, let's, let's tithe on everything that comes in. We we made a commitment to tithe on on all the wedding gift money that came through. And people were really generous to us. We were thankful to God. But we tithed on it all. And since in every income, we tithed on it all. We sided. And uh, there's different thoughts about this. But we decided to tithe on gross and all our income into into the local churches. Churches where we belonged. And, um, And honestly, we have not seen God let us down. Now, you'd have to just judge that for yourself. Um, and I'm happy to have a conversation, but God has not ever let us down. Some of them have been times when it's been like, to the knuckle, it's God going to come through? But God has always, always come through. And not just with just enough, but with more than enough, with plenty. We're not rich. I'm a pastor. <laughs> but God has blessed us, and we've known a joy of giving. So what we now do, I'm, I'm I'm not boasting my sins, but just to help you understand. We now, we tithe, and now also we decided to stretch ourselves a couple of years ago by thinking, well, let's have a separate bank account. And in that bank account, let's put in extra bit of money, an extra percentage of our money that we're going to give away as God leads us. So we, so we do that just to be, and I feel like that's our offering. We've got our tithes, got our offering. Because we just, want, we just know the joy and the release there is of giving. And God has never, never let us down. God says, test me. I guess the question is, Will you try? And so I'm just going to ask if the welcome team can help us right now. We're going to be introducing what's called our 90-day tithe challenge. And uh, I've just got a question for us all. Maybe, I don't know your situation. I don't know your your finances. Um, I know many people will probably be tithing and, you know, you're thinking, fantastic. Maybe there's some people here today and you you don't tithe. The reality is... God wants us all to put into the test. And my, this whole thing today, please, there's no condemnation. There is no guilt. Just all we're doing is, is bringing some, this is why it's called the challenge, the, the, the challenge of generosity today. Because we just want to talk about what the Bible is, is speaking. And so we're going to put on it what's called a 90-day type challenge. If you want to just dish them out, that's great. And what we're going to do is we're going to create an opportunity for the next 90 days, for anyone that, was, that wants to put God to the test, if you like, move from understanding the test to trying him out of it, and, uh, and we want to just champion you with this. These cards that you've got right now, there's um, an opportunity just to sort of, if you're interested, put your name in, and in the offering bucket, put it in. And it's not saying I'm committing to this challenge, it's just saying I'm interested in finding out more. So today it's not saying I'm signing up for it. It's saying I'm interested in finding out more about this 90-day challenge. And um, in, a, in a few, a little bit later in the service, when we take the offering, there'll be an opportunity to drop that in the offering bucket. But just to say this is, not why 90 days? Well, it's three months. Remember, it's about a habit. It's about saying, God, will you really bless me? If I step out and faith for 90 days, would you really, really bless me? Would you really, really meet my needs? It's not into gimmicks. It's about trying to put God to his test. And you can bail out at any time. Obviously, we would, we'd encourage you to, to, um, to continue to 90 days. But would you put God to the test? I'm going to just invite um, our church treasurer to the stage right now. So why don't we welcome David to the stage. Greetings. Hello. How's your mouth? Yes, there. <laughs> well, thank you for playing the drums for us today and, and taking this interview. So, I've got a few questions for for David, and um, just really, I think the first question for you today is, where have you? So, we've been um, leading the church the last five years, over that now, and um, so just talking about the last five years, what, where have you seen God being generous in life of the church? Um,
1: so. I guess
0: from my perspective,
1: I've seen a, n- a number of areas where God has been, in, been generous, and I'll, I'll probably just touch on, made a few notes, so I'll probably just touch on a couple. So the first one I would say is spiritually. So over the last four years, um, we've had, I think it's about 11 baptisms in the church. which is fantastic and look back we've been part of the church now for probably about 10 years so to see 11 baptisms in the last four four years and i think probably one prior to that, it's just shown how god has really um blessed blessed people and helped people grow spiritually so i've seen seen um growth in, in that area um also i would say financially as well um in the last four years the church the church has grown Significantly fin- financially, so we've had um, income levels of around 24,000 um, pounds about four years ago, now we're in excess of 73,000 pounds. So it's Brilliant. on an annual wow. basis, and then, so that's over 200 percent. Yeah, I- yes, increase. yeah. <laughs> and I guess. Linked link to the financial side as well, because well, we as a church, we, we tithe. As a church, I, men- I mentioned it l- last week, it, it means that over the last four years, we've been able to give over £21,000 to missions locally and limited, nationally, and, and globally. So yeah. our, our giving wow. as a church Brilliant. has increased over, over that period, four year period as well. Fantastic.
0: Wow. That's great, isn't it? Gonna give, yeah. yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> thank you, God and I would just i 'll just add actually
1: to, to that part, part of us giving as a, as a church is again just a big thank you for everyone that continues to give um, generously in, in, in the church as well, but we also i think like, like you mentioned and pete 's involved with the life skills it 's around um, helping equip people as well to make better decisions and to f- budget and to plan and just help with that generosity piece because part of it is 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 about um, structure and planning as well yeah. so you know yeah. testing god in it but like you said being being wise with how you're spending as well as yeah. well so yeah. we do we do courses on that
0: wonderful brilliant um do you have any any stories about generosity that you can share with us um I have, I have a few personally
1: and and through friends and and, and stories that have been shared with me and I, I guess it's just a, just an encouragement generally, really. So, I've seen situations whereby people have been blessed with um, job opportunities opening up because they've just trusted in God and been generous um, with, with 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 their giving. Just generally, I've seen people have um, been blessed in with children. I've seen I've seen quite quite a few different stories, and sometimes mm. I, th- I think the thing to be conscious of it is not necessarily that um, you give X X amount then God's going to give you back financially in the same way mm-hmm. I think the, the 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 bit around scriptures about god protecting the 90% that you that you he's let you mm. keep for yourself mm. as as it were that protection manifests itself in many different mm. ways so it's not just just financial it's yeah. protection it's health it's yeah. family it's it's yeah. all different areas yeah. it? and i think it's just to be mindful of, of that and yeah, you know there's, it, there's sometimes again the, i think for for us as a family actually, there's one particular piece that I, w- I, would, I would share. And it was around when we challenged ourselves to continue to tithe when it was difficult. And God made a way, and that was through job promotion and, and financial breakthrough, wow. like that. So we tested yeah. God, and he made a
0: way which we didn't see coming. Right. So. wow, Fantastic. Wow, that's encouraging, isn't it? Um, have you got any comments um, in terms of like, challenges that people, or questions, questions or challenges that people might have when they start out on our whole journey of tithing, um,
1: I think I think you've you've mentioned um, some of them. I think the, the the biggest challenge is always taking that first step. So it's that that first time you you write that check or um, uh, bring out the money to to pay 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 as your your tithe or set up the stand standing order. You you. you and sometimes you can sit there, while well, I did anyway, sat there and have had a conversation with myself, and like, oh, I could use this for this, and I could I can use it for for that, and uh, how am I going to balance the books and all, yeah. all of that type yeah. type of thing? And I think taking that first step is, is is the big biggest challenge. But it's like like the Bible says, it's test me in, in this, and you just have it's a it's a step of faith really. Yeah. And I think once you once you take that step step of faith, it it's 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 a pow, it's a powerful um, yeah. route route to go and God is, God is faithful. Brilliant. God is faithful in it.
0: Great. And um, in terms of the ninety day challenge, yeah. is um, can people stop at any time? How's it going to work? Uh, yeah. So
1: the the ninety day challenge, as far, as far as I understand it, to be is you. Yeah. You, there's no pressure or obligation. It's really an opportunity to test God, mm. in it. Um, so you feel people can if they if if they feel it's it's. Uh, too much, or it's too hard, they can, can stop. Well, again, I would just encourage, encourage people to, to try and see it through to the,
0: to the end and really t- test God in it. Yeah, brilliant. Great. And uh, just say also um, every year, David and the finance team help. We work tirelessly every, every week counting offerings and doing the finances. They put together the, um, the accounts and they get externally examined. Um, and uh, basically, which is great, and, uh, and every year for the last four years, it, there's been no comments about any improvements. So I think that's worth just really showing appreciation for. That's, that's a really good thing. <laughs> they could have they come back and said, great, but can you just tweak it this way? But they've not. They've just said, and they've really thanked for the hard work. So I think that's really, really worth um, commenting on. And, um, have you got any comments about accounts? Have people got questions,
1: yeah. yeah. So again, just thank thanks to the, the whole financial team that kind of worked tirelessly behind behind the scenes. So we've got a few of us: um, Richard, uh, Maud, Pete, and, and you know it just it just um, it, it, it I would I would say just you know being putting God in it all and just being being able to be 100% transparent yeah. is, is 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 key because we're we're a registered charity, so. As a registered charity, we, we just we, there are specific rules that we need to abide by um, because we have to publish our accounts on the website um, on the charity commissioner 's website uh, we also have, um, We also have to uh, go through some certain protocols which allows us to keep our charitable status mm. so it's about being 100% transparent, so all our accounts are available to see how we typically spend the money of the church. So, it, you know, things from lighting, heating, even though the heating doesn't seem to work most of the time in in this in, in this in this building, um, well we do we do pay towards that, and it's, it's there as one of the expenses on the on the accounts. Um, so we got all of these different areas, as well as uh, the, what we give to missions and what have you. It's all it's all captured and reported there. And uh, to be fair, it's it's quite it's quite good having that independent analysis because. Mm-hmm. Again, as a church, you, you know, you, you're in the public eye. You want to make sure you're doing things in the right yeah. way, and every, we're held accountable yeah. for the, the finances and how yeah. we, I we, uh, guess, manage and, <laughs> and, and make
0: decisions around it as a, a leadership and treasury team. Correct. So. And I think if you want to show the, just the email address, if you've got any questions, they can talk to you personally or yeah. send you an email. Yeah,
1: so there's an email address that's been set up. Um, you can find it on the web, website. I think it's finance yeah. at life-cc.org. Um, and drop any questions you've got around the finances to that. Um, also, if you if you would like to see the accounts, they are on the Charity website, Commission, but we can email you a copy of the accounts. Um, yeah. yeah, and just, yeah, all, any questions, we're
0: happy to answer. Okay, great. And just to, to as an encouragement, people, I mean, I, I've read this uh, this book, um, I think it was a couple of years ago now, and it's really an encouragement and, and help to me. But we're going to give a copy of this book to everyone that's interested in, in being a part of the, the Nice Day Challenge, aren't we?
1: Yep, yeah, it's called The Treasure Principle by Randy Al- Alcorn. Um, I've not read it myself yet, but it's been, it's been recommended, yeah. highly recommended. So we've got a copy for everyone, I believe, yeah. at the back, as well as a bag of donuts, did you say as well? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, was, we we yeah. can try that. Yeah, back, yeah, guess, not today, but... Uh, <laughs> Chris, I take Krispy Kremes <laughs> donuts as well. Um, Brilliant, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we'll have that at the back. For Fantastic,
0: everyone. great. Let's show our appreciation to David. Thank you. Great. So, just really just to, to wrap things up, and then um, we're going to take our, our offering this morning. Um, that's great. So, just, just to say, if you've got any questions, you can um, email David or we'll speak to him in person, and, and he'll gladly um, do that. But this is our 90 day challenge, our 90 day tithe challenge. And maybe I, I, I do appreciate that people are at different stages on their journey of faith. So, some people, for example, may not be giving anything, okay? And maybe the, for you, the starting point, your first step is to start bringing something to, to God. Um, maybe some people are at the stage where you are sort of you do give some money, but maybe you're thinking, okay, God, well, actually, you're talking about the, the tithe. So maybe my next step is to actually think, well, I'm going to put you at the test and bring the tithe in. Um, and then maybe some, some people think, well, maybe you're tithe thinking, well, well, God, how can I be generous, not just within the church, but how can I live a generous lifestyle to other people outside, giving money to different causes on top of my, my giving of my tithe? So that's the encouragement to us today. So what we're going to say is just, in a moment, buckets will be passed around. And um, if you're in- interested of in finding out some more information about this tithe challenge, then please fill this in, drop it in the, in the bucket, and we will get back to you and, and help you. And in the whole 90-day challenge, we're going to be providing different resources and help along the way. There'll be different um, weekly emails that will come out. That can help us all with this. And our challenge. And really. I just want to say that. You know. Maybe in your, in your life. I don't know any situations. In your life. Maybe you're in a, a dry spell. In a business. Or dry spell. In a, financially. Well, put God to the test. Put him. And just see what will happen. See what will happen. Remember. In every pound. The first 10p belongs to me. In a sense put God to the test I can't say that more than enough I'm not going to pressurise or I'm just going to teach but we know in our own lives we've done that and seen God provide in so many different ways and it's wonderful wonderful we hope that you enjoyed this message for many more resources and for more information visit our website at www.life-cc.org